After reading in Yosifus in chapter 19 the tragic story of Hannah and her seven sons that were brutally uh, murdered, uh, we continue now with chapter 20 in Yosifus. So after all these uh, uh, happenings, uh, the king Atiochus journeyed uh, from there, from the land of Israel, he was going further to Macedonia on his way. He instructed Polypus, who was the one in charge uh, over the that area, and to the officers that he left behind in the land of Yehuda, telling them that you must erase any remembrance of Israel and Yehuda from the face of the land. And anyone who remembers, reminds the name of Yehudi, kill him. And those who wish to be part of my nation, and he will remember his name as a Greek, as a Yevoni, then you can let them live. So Polypus did so, and the officers that were with him, and they destroyed all that they found of the land of the nation of Yehuda and Yisrael, and they killed all of those that they found that they kept the Torah. Only those that ran away with Matisyahu, the son of Yochanan, in the mountains of Modios, they escaped with him, because Matisyahu, the son of Yochanan, the Koyen Godel, could not handle the shame of the Goyim, of the Gentiles. And he ran, and he took it upon himself, and he ran away from them. And it was when he saw the the devastation of the Jewish people and the troubles, and he became a zealot for Hashem, the God of Israel. And he cried and he says, Woe to my mother that has given birth to me so that I see the falling apart, the break of my nation, and how it falls down and cannot get up. So he sent Yehuda, his son, to all the cities of Yehuda with a book saying, Who amongst you fears God? Who is to Hashem? Come to me. So a group of righteous of Hasidim gathered to him, with a strong arm, and they came to him, they came with Yehuda to his father Matisio. And Matisio said to them, Greetings and peace, you're coming here. What is there further to speak a lot and to find ways, uh, different ideas? There is really nothing in our mouth to do but to pray to Hashem to help those of us that are left. And now, be strong, and let us uh, strengthen ourselves with war. We might as well die in war as men, and not die like sheep that are being taken to just to be slaughtered. And all of them were encouraged from the word of Matis Yehu. And each person said to his friend, Where is your God, Yehuda? that we allow for a ruler 
in the land Agoy from Macedon and King Antiochus. So that was the turning point um, in which they um, uh, things turned around from that day when they all got together and they um, were eventually able to uh, release themselves from the yoke of the Antiochus as we will see in the great miracles that took place, Hashem who saved them from his hand. When Polypus heard and the officers of the king these, uh, this matter about the gathering and about the, uh, the people of Yehuda and uh, the other those who breached uh, the Jewish people uh, who breached, you know, went against the other Jewish people, told them that Matisio and his son have begun a um, against the uh, Antiochus, against the government and about against the nation of Macedon. So they persuaded and that they persuaded the nation of Yehuda to strengthen themselves to wage war. And now they are girding themselves to go ahead with their plans. And they told them that they have journeyed from wherever they are and they went up to them to go up to the mountain with a great, a large army so when the uh, when Polypus heard it, so they journeyed from where they were, and they went up to them to go up to the mountain with a great force, with a great army. And as they were going up on their way, they found in a cave uh, that there were people of Yehuda, about a thousand people, women and children, and many, um, they're all in a cave, and they're all keeping the Shabbos. So they came to the entrance of the cave and they said to them, you all go out here now and desecrate the Shabbos and do the command of the king and you will live and not die. And they said, no, we will not go out and we will not desecrate the Shabbos because we take upon ourselves the witnesses of the heavens and the earth as we have accepted ourselves during Sinai to fulfill the mitzvah of our Torah now. If you desire to kill us, kill us, because we will not do the command of your king. So Polybus instructed, and they cut down trees from the mountain, and they brought it to the opening of the cave, and they put in the fire, and the entire inside of the cave smoked up, and they all died in smoke. From there, Polybus and the officers of the king went to Matisio the Koyen, and Mount Modius, and they found him that he was girded with, ready uh, for war, and his brothers and sons are with him. And a few in number of the group of the righteous amongst the Yidden, the Jewish people, because all the rest of them uh, have left to bring their wives and their children to Mount Modius and to strengthen themselves there and to gird themselves for war. So they greeted Matisio, the Koyen, 
the officer Polipus and the uh, officers of the king of Antiochus with words of peace saying, Listen, Matisho Akoyin, since you are an honorable person amongst your nation, do the instruction of Antiochus and you will live and not die. And Matisio answered him with strength of his heart. And he says, I'm doing the mitzvah of my king that I'm doing. And you do the mitzvah of your king like he told you. So the officers of the king were very shocked to hear his words and they laughed and they were making fun amongst themselves. And they didn't respond to him. But they were thinking and they were wondering how are they going to capture him and kill him like they killed all the other Hasidim, the other righteous people. So one of the Jews of the Pritzim, of the uh, one who bridged and went over to the other side and from the evil people that was there with the officers of the king, and he says, I'm very surprised about the officers of the king and the armies. How long will you be quiet and listen to Matisio and not take revenge that he was had the audacity to speak so not to do what the king has instructed? And while this uh, prince was uh, this uh, one who bridged and went over to the other side, he uh, speak, he s- took out his sword and he chopped off the head of a pig, and he took it, and he went to the Mizbeach that they built for the vanities of the king, Antiochus, to shecht it on it. And he placed the head of the chazir, of the swine on the Mizbeach, and he tied it to the uh, pestle, uh, to the images, the statues of Antiochus, and to the uh, Tzlomim, and he brought him up on the Mizbeach, and he shechted him like you do the oilers that were brought on the holy Mizbeach. And Matisio was watching from the mountains and seeing all what's taking place. So Matisio saw the act of this parts, and he became very angry with the zealots for Hashem, and his anger burnt within him. He s- pulled out his sword. He jumped on that on the mis- that mizbeach, and he smit the pirates with his sword on his neck. And he raised his head for the birds of the fly above. And the head fell in front of the officer of the king, who came close to speak. To Matisio, and his body fell on the Mizbeach that he was standing there to bring an offering, and he was burnt in the fire together with the body of the pig. And that officer that was standing there, Matisio, uh, cut him with the sword, and the rest of the officers that were there, he chased away, and many of those people he uh, they killed. And Matisio blew in a shofar and he gathered the nation of Yehuda to come to him. And 
he gave a sign of war and strength. That is Matisio the Kohen Gadol, who first raised his hand against the Greek government. He is the one that instructed the Jewish people to wage war on Shabbos. And he is the one that will stand uh, there to intercede. And he is the one that will stand to be saved from the Macdon Goy, the nation of Macdon in those days. And this is further written in the sixth book, which is the Sefer Yusufin, uh, which is called also in the name of Yosef Hakoyin ben Gurin Hakoyin. So Matisio went out from his fortress and his five sons with him, and they had a group of the uh, Hasidim, very large, and they went down from the mountains and they were chasing after uh, the Pritzim and after the sinners, those who made others sin, and they smit them and they uh, devastated them without leaving anything left in the land. And all the ones that were born were circumcised, and Hashem made a great salvation to the Jewish people through him. And the days of Matisio came close to die, so he calls his five sons, and he strengthened them, and he gives them courage with his words. And he says to them, My sons, I know that now it's going to start wars amongst yourselves. For we have gotten up and we arose to wage war for our people and for what is left over of our nation and for the cities of our God. And now, my sons, you should avenge the vengeance for Hashem, the vengeance for the Migdosh. Don't be afraid from death, because if you will die in the war of Hashem, you will receive your reward and you will be in the land of life together with our fathers. Even if you inherit a portion and an inheritance together with the lot and the portion, for all of, with all of our fathers, with those who had zealot for Hashem, and Hashem gave them grace and honor. And you should know, like Pinchas, our father, for his being zealot for Hashem, the God of Israel, when he killed Zimri together with Midianite woman, he received a covenant of Melech Olam, and his priesthood was for him and his children after him, an eternal covenant, because he was zealot for Hashem, and he atoned for the Bnei Yisrael. And Hashem our God. And therefore, uh, the sons of Aaron, Aaron our father, our first father, Hashem gave him a covenant of peace. Also, all of our fathers that have taken on to become zealot for Hashem, Hashem gave them their reward, and they found favor in the eyes of Hashem. So now, my sons, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid from the nations, the defiled nations, because they trust and they rely on their power, which ends and their strengths, which goes away. But you, 
you should rely and trust in the power of God our God. His does not end, and with the strength of His power that can never gather in. Because they too secure themselves with all of their armies and their battalions. But you trust Hashem. He has the power to help, whether a lot or a little. False is the power of the horse to help because Hashem is the one that helps. Gather together my sons and be like one person with one heart. Take revenge and be zealot for the God of Israel like your fathers, the Hasidim and Hashem, the God of your strength. He will give your fear and your dread on all the, na- all the enemies. And he calls Shimon his older son and he instructs him. He says, My son, I know that Hashem has given you wisdom and understanding in your heart. And now, in you, give with a good heart, with your kindness, your advice to yourself and to the holy people. Don't prevent yourself or your advice from the from these people. So you should be to your brothers as a father. They should listen to you for all matters. Because you have the right ideas, you have the right wisdom, the right prophecy Hashem has given to you. Further, Matisio said, Call me my son Yehuda. And he calls him and he stands before him and he says to him, My son Yehuda, is then your name called Makabai? For your strength, listen to my advice. And wherever you're going to turn, you will be successful and uh, and understand. I know that you are a man of war. You and Hashem has given you the power and the strength. Your heart is like the heart of a lion that does not, is not faint and is not afraid. Now, honor Hashem with your power that He's given you, because everything comes from Him. Go out and wage the war without laziness. Don't be lazy to go in every side, in every corner, to the east, to the west, to the north, to the south, in the Holy Land, to take revenge from these Uh, nations that worship the idols who defiled it. And you become a chief of staff for this holy nation and for one who is anointed for war. And Yehuda said to his father, Behold, I am here, my master father, and I will do as you have instructed me. And he commanded and they brought him the jug of oil and he poured it on his head and he anointed him to be a leader and one who was anointed for war. And all the people blew a large trua. They blew in the shofar and they say, said, May he live the nugid, Yechia Mashuach, let the anointed one live. So when Matisio finished instructing his son, he expired and he dies and he was gathered into his nation. So Yehuda, his son, who's called the Maccabee because of his strength, 
stood up in his place to be a leader and to one anointed. And all of his brothers and his father's family helped him. And the entire group of Hasidim. And they buried his father with great honor. And after this, Yehuda dressed himself up with a shield made out of kaskasim, small piece of metal like a warrior. He girded his war tools on his hips and he descended on those who camped around the mountains that came to him to capture him. And he beat 8,200 mighty warriors. And he ruled Israel with his sword. He picked out those that were peritzim. Those were the ones that were causing the uh, trouble to all the uh, people, to the Hasidim. And he destroyed them, and he trampled to the ground all those evil that are in the whole bounding land of Israel. And the, all the evil were confused from fear, and they became totally uh, uh, disoriented, all those who do evil because of the great fear. And it was when he yelled, his voice was like the voice of the roar of a lion on the day that he roars to go and grab his food. And all the Jewish people were help, happy, rejoicing with his actions. And they were uh, satisfied with the way and the entire world was uh, worried from the just hearing about uh, Yehuda. So then the great nations and the powerful kings became totally um, afraid and the uh, people, the, all, the bosses of the land and the kings, they all were tr- grabbed with fear. And his name spread out of Yehuda till the end of the earth. And the stories about his wonders and about his great wars uh, that took place came to the edge of the earth and when he was time and he gathered all the people and they would always praise him and honor him and they would always say that the spirit of Hashem leads him he sits in the uh, the shade of the one above, it's El Shaddai And he went from city to city and he killed all the evil uh, people that were in the nation of Yehuda who were destroying the nation Israel. So Apollonius, who was a officer, chief of star of Makadon, heard all these things and he was very surprised. He says, Who is this? whose heart has filled him to rebel against our master, the king Antiochus. So he gathered a lot of people from the strong people of Makadon, and he came with them to wage war in Yehuda and the group of Hasidim. And Yehuda went out towards him, and he girded a great war between the nation of Makadon 
and the community of the Hasidim. And it was while they were waging war, Yehuda saw this Apulianus standing in the midst of those who were carrying the flag of Macedon, and in his fury and with great force he ran to him in deep into the war and he smit in the Macedonians to the right and to the left and in front and he was killing the strong of Macedon just like one who a sickle cuts the uh, grain uh, from the field and he came up to Lapulianus and he killed him with his sword and he died so the Greeks camped with their back towards Yehuda. They ran, and Yehuda chased them and his people, and they killed many of them, and they took all their spoil. And Yehuda took the sword of Apollianus, and he waged war with it for the rest of his life. So now there was another uh, officer, uh, Saron, uh, uh, from uh, Macedon, who heard about Yehuda, he says, I'll make myself a name by going and waging war against the mighty Yehuda. And he gathered all of his people and his army, and he came till Beis Chodin. So it was told to Yehuda, and Yehuda said, we should not delay, let's go out to them. And even though that our brothers from the group of the Hasidim uh, have uh, gone but if we should wait until they come back um, then our enemies will say that we're afraid so Yehuda went t- to come to them all night and it was as soon as the morning shone they saw in front of them a mighty and uh, uh, nation with a tremendous number of people so Yehuda says to his people that are going with him how could we wage war on such a large amount of people we are just a few of us so Yehuda says to them let's call to Hashem and we'll be helped because the kingdom belongs to Hashem and also the salvation so Yehuda came from the side of the camp and he jumped at them all of a sudden and he started the war with them and he came right in the middle of the camps and he was yelling out to Hashem Hoshia help so this Sarin got all confused with all these people and they ran away so Yehuda ran after them and he caught up with them and he smit him also all the powerful people of his, of his camp and many dead fell the carcasses of the army so the fear of Yehuda fell on all the nations so King Antiochus heard all these things and he became very angry he gathered all of his people and all multitude of nations that were under his uh, rulership a great many people very powerful and he divided his 
nation and his army, and he took half of his army and he went to the land of Poras or Persia, because at that time, uh, also the nation of Poras has rebelled against the Macedon, because they heard that Yehuda has rebelled against Antiochus. And the second half of the army he gave to Yisiah, and he was a great man from the family of the king, from the seed of the Macedonian. And he told him, and he instructed him, and he said to him, You know all that this Yehuda, the son of Matisio, has done to me, and what he has done to these two great officers that I had in all my land. They were my greatest helpers in every war, and what he has done to their armies. Now you shall go, and you shall smite the entire land of Yehuda, and you should devastate all their cities. And behold, with you, he says, I'm giving you uh, my son, Melech Ufter, and I will go to the land of Persia, and I'm going to chase away the Persian nation, because they have rebelled against me. So Antiochus, king went to Persia to have wage war with them. And the king let Lysia, uh, who was training his son to go and wage war against the land of Yehuda. So he chose for Yesia, Tulumios and Nicanor and Grigurios to go along with him. And they were powerful men. And Yesia journeyed to, from Macedonia with the three powerful officers that were mentioned to go until they journeyed and they came to the territory of the land of Yehuda. So when it came close to the land, so he sent uh, to Yesia uh, these three Gibayrim, uh, the three uh, mighty men, that the strong people, men, that were mentioned, to go and journey till they'll come to the territory of the land of Yehuda, and 40,000 young men, uh, uh, foot soldiers, that are uh, waging war, and 7,000 with uh, carriages. And he uh, pointed upon them, the officer Nicanor, and he told them to go and wage war with Yehuda. And he returned to Macedonia because he said the sand of the land of Yehuda is not sufficient for the uh, to contain the feet of all the horses of my army that I send. Why should I sit here? And together with them also came along the entire army of Aros and Pleshes uh, and they all came to the land of Yehuda to destroy it. So Yehuda and all the elders of Israel heard this, and they were mourning, and they called for a fast. They put on sacks, and they put sand on their head, and they were crying out to Hashem. So it was after the fast, and Yehuda appointed all of his people. He placed officers for thousands, and officers for hundreds, and officers for fifties, and officers for tens. He went out to the field with the army to go and face the camp uh, of the Goy, the Macedon, and he instructed, and they passed a 
announcement in the camp saying, who is the person who planted an orchard and one who built a new home and one who betrothed a wife and one who is fearful or is soft of heart should go back home. So many people returned because their heart was uh, faint to hear all the noise of the entire uh, group that came with the Macedonians. So then with Yehuda there were left 7,000 people, uh, young people from the uh, strong, they're all warriors, uh, uh, one for a hundred, uh, and they will not turn back for no army. They would not turn back on them. They'll just go ahead and fight. So they went from there, and Yehuda went towards Nicanor, and Nicanor brought along with him from Macedon. Uh, uh, merchants, many merchants, uh, because he wanted to sell them the young boys and young girls uh, from Yehuda because he had in mind that he was going to capture a lot of young people from the land of Yehuda. And he came with great arrogance towards Yehuda. And Yehuda was going towards him with humility and with trembling. Besides, the only thing is he was trusting and he was confident in Hashem, the God of Israel, because he said, Hashem is my salvation and he's going to be my help. So Yehuda went out from amongst the group of the Hasidim that were with him to one side of the camp and he fell on his face to the ground. And he cried out to Hashem and he said, God, the God of all gods who is exalted and awesome, who rules from the days of old and forever, until now, he rules. And you, you are the one that wakes, raises the wars and stops wars. And you have the power and the strength to raise and to put down. And therefore, with your great mercy, turn to us, subdue this arrogant before your humble people who trusts in your great kindness because you are the one that speaks and you will you you are the one that can get the nations under under us and our enemies under our feet so after the prayer of Yehuda after his yelling so the Kohanim blew in the holy trumpets and the nation made a lot of noise and Yehuda jumped into the war and Yehuda smith in the camp of Nicanor a great smiting and his battalions ran away and Yehuda chased them he was going and beating and him and his people uh, poured the blood of 9,000 powerful warriors from Macedonium and the people of Arom and Pleshus. And they returned and they took all their spoil and all the gold that the merchants brought along to buy the young boys and girls from Israel. And they split and they distributed the spoil to the poor people. And 
in that place, they stopped the war because this was on the sixth day. Yehuda passed from there and he went towards two of the powerful of the powerful people of Makadon that were in charge from the lands of Syria. And they were Bagram, the name was Bagram and Tamchius. And he chased them, Yehuda chased them. Couldn't catch up with them because they came to Ashtoris. So when Yehuda came close to him and Polypus turned from the side and he came to one house and Yehuda came after him. And Yehuda put that house on fire and they burnt him on that place. And he took revenge for Elazar HaKoyen. As we read earlier about what Polypus did to Elazar HaKoyen in chapter 18. Uh, and also the revenge of the blood of the Hasidim that he has poured in the land of Yehuda. So Yehuda returns from there and it uh, took uh, off all the stuff from those, those that were killed and he sent their spoil to Yerushalayim and he instructed that they should s- distribute it to the poor people of Yerushalayim. And Nicanor ran away and he escaped because uh, what he did was he removed those uh, purple garments, special garments that he had, and he just dressed up uh, garments of a poor person so the people of the uh, Yehuda's army did not recognize him. And he came to Macedonia and he says to Yesiah, that was the son of Antiochus, everything that took place. At that time, same time, Antiochus came back from the land of Persia with shame and embarrassment because the people of Persia chased him away. So when he was coming from the land of Persia, they told him everything that Yehuda has done to his officers and to his people and that he smit them and he killed them. And Antiochus was filled with anger and he cursed and he blasphemed God. And he said, let me go. And I will come to Yerushalayim and I will make it into a graveyard with dead. I will fill it with the carcasses of the dead. Gathered all of his people and all of the chariots and the horses, a great people, very, very many, can even count them from so much. But Hashem was protecting his city and he had mercy on his nation. And he demanded the blood of the Hasidim from the hands of Antiochus. Hashem, our God, plagued them with a terrible leprosy and with a sickness of the intestines. But yet, his anger has not ceased from him. He did not subdue. He still had his hands stretched out to say, I will go and I will destroy Yerushalayim. So he said, hurry up, bring me the carriages and bring me the horses and the army and I'm going to go to Yerushalayim because I'm going to do as I wish and we'll see whose words will be fulfilled. 
Nobody can stand up before me. Who can stand up before the ocean or the dry land? They all are mines. I have the power, I have the army to do as I wish. I will do from the land, from the ocean and from the land. I can make from the ocean land and from the land ocean as I wish. As he's finished speaking, and he went to ride, ride on, and he went with his army, with a great army, and with him, there were many elephants that knew how to wage war, and a very heavy army. Many, many people. And it wasn't the way, and the chariot... that he was sitting it was went up across the front of the uh, elephant so the elephant yelled out and the horses got frightened so they jumped <coughs> and they turned over the carriage so Antiochus fell out of it and all of his bones were broken for he was a very fat uh, fatty person so Hashem added an additional punishment already on his punishment so that his whole body smelled like the flesh of a, a person killed on the face of the field in the summer days by the heat of the sun. And his servants carried him on their uh, shoulders just a little bit, a uh, little bit because he could not ride. And they threw him to the ground and they ran away from him because they cannot come close to him because of the terrible odor that came from his uh, smelly body. So the godly man said, but this is by justice, this uh, this uh, maka, this plague came for this man because he would curse Hashem, the one, the God of all. And he became an enemy to the God of the heavens. And it was when all the army people of Antiochus could not take this bad smell that coming out from him, from his flesh, and they knew that it was the hand of Hashem that has affected him. So they subdued, they humbled, and they subdued, and they said, Hashem is righteous. He is the one that makes the arrogance low, that he has degraded him and uh, he said that this is actually he said that he he is the one that degraded me and he uh, subdued me, a Russia like me for I have done all these terrible things to his people and to his Hasidim, to his righteous one Hashem brought all these troubles to me and he made a vow saying if Hashem will heal me from my sickness then I will come to you to Shalayim and I will fill it with silver and gold and uh, garments of Argomon, of purple wool, I will spread out in all of its streets. And I will give all my treasures of my fathers before me, the Macedonian, to the place of God, the holy and great God. And I will circumcise my flesh and I will go to all the kings of the land and I will uh, announce and I will say there is no one like the God of the K Yisrael in all the world. But Hashem did not hear to his prayer, did not pay attention to him, because his cruel heart was not 
whole with Hashem. And in every land and land that this cruel Antiochus went to seek uh, some help for his sickness, his flesh would be ripping off of his bones uh, and would fall to the ground until there was no flesh left on all of his bones. And towards the end of days, all of his intestines fell to the ground and he and he died uh, with shame in a strange land, and his son Aufter, uh king in his place. And Yehuda, the son of Matisio, the Kohen Godel, and the entire group of the Hasidim that were with him, came to Yerushalayim, and they destroyed all the altars that the nations built, and they cleaned the house from all the... Uh, idols of the uh, Gentiles. They built a new Mizbeach. They put um, offerings, uh, meat offerings on it, and they prepared uh, wood and fire, holy fire. Uh, they prepared the, the, the wood, but they couldn't find holy fire. And they cried out to Hashem. And they called out to Him, let their fire come out from the stones that are on the Mizbeach. So they prepared, they set up wood on him, and they brought the offerings, and there was a fire on the Mizbeach until the third exile. And they made a Chanukah HaMizbeach. They dedicated the Mizbeach in the month of Kislev, on the 25th day in it. And they placed the showbread, Lech Maponim, on the table, on the Shulchan Hashem, on the table, and they lit the light of the Marocha, of the Hanukkah, on the Menorah of Hashem, and they praised Hashem by reading the Hallel for eight days. This is the second part in chapter 20. So, when the, uh, then Polypus heard it, so they journeyed from where they were, and they went up to them to go up to the mountain with a great force, with a great army, and as they were going up, on their way, they found in a cave uh, that there were people of Yehuda, about a thousand people, women and children, and many, um, they're all in a cave, and they're all keeping the Shabbos. So they came to the entrance of the cave, and they said to them, you all go out here now, and desecrate the Shabbos, and do the command of the king, and you will live and not die. And they said, no, we will not go out and we will not desecrate the Shabbos because we take upon ourselves the witnesses of the heavens and the earth as we have accepted ourselves during Sinai to fulfill the mitzvah of our Torah. Now, if you desire to kill us, kill us because we will not do the command of your king. So Polybus instructed and they cut down trees from the mountain, and they brought it to the opening of the cave, and they put in the fire, and the entire inside of the cave smoked up, and they all died in smoke. From there, Polypus and the officers of the king went to Matisio the Koyen and Mount Modius, and they found him that he was girded with, ready uh, for war, and his brothers and sons are with him. And a few in number of the group of the uh, 
righteous amongst the Yidden, the Jewish people, because all the rest of them uh, have left to bring their wives and their children to Mount Medias and to strengthen themselves there and to gird themselves for war. So they greeted Matisio, the Koyen, the officer Polypus and the uh, officers of the king of Antiochus with words of peace saying, Listen, Matisio Akoyen, since you are an honorable person amongst your nation, do the instruction of Antiochus and you will live and not die. And Matisio answered him with strength of his heart. And he says, I'm doing the mitzvah of my king that I'm doing. And you do the mitzvah of your king like he told you. So the officers of the king were very shocked to hear his words and they laughed and they were making fun amongst themselves. And they didn't respond to him. But they were thinking and they were wondering how are they going to capture him and kill him like they killed all the other Hasidim, the other righteous people. So one of the Jews of the Pritzim, of the uh, one who bridged and went over to the other side and from the evil people that was there with the officers of the king, and he says, I'm very surprised about the officers of the king and the armies. How long will you be quiet and listen to Matisio and not take revenge that he was had the audacity to speak so not to do what the king has instructed. And while this uh, Pritz was uh, this uh, one who bridged and went over the other side, he uh, speak, he s- took out his sword and he chopped off the head of a pig and he took it and he went to the Mizbeach that they built for the vanities of the king Antiochus to shecht it on it and he placed the head of the chazir of the swine on the Mizbeach and he tied it to the uh, pestle, uh, to the images, the statues of Antiochus, and to the uh, Tzlomim. And he brought him up on the Mizbeach. And he shechted him like you do the oilers that were brought on the holy Mizbeach. And Matisio was watching from the mountains and seeing all what's taking place. So Matisio saw the act of this parts, and he became very angry with the zealot for Hashem. And his anger burnt within him. He s- pulled out his sword. He jumped on that, on the, that Mizbeach, and he smit the parts with his sword on his neck, and he raised his head for the birds of the fly above. And the head fell in front of the officer of the king who came close to speak to Matisio and his body fell on the Mizbeach that he was standing there to bring an offering and he was burnt in the fire together with the body of the pig. And that officer that was standing there, Matisio, 
cut him with the sword, and the rest of the officers that was there, he chased away, and many of those people, he, uh, they killed. And Matisio blew in a shofar, and he gathered the nation of Yehuda to come to him. And he gave a sign of war and strength. That is Matisio de Koingodl, who first raised his hand against the Greek government. He is the one that instructed the Jewish people to wage war on Shabbos. And he is the one that will stand uh, there to intercede. And he is the one that will stand to be saved from the Makdon Goy, the nation of Makdon in those days. And this is further written in the sixth book, which is the Sefer Yusufin, uh, which is called also in the name of Yosef Hakoyin ben Gurin Hakoyin. So Matisio went out from his fortress and his five sons with him. And they had a group of the uh, Hasidim, very large. And they went down from the mountains and they were chasing after uh, the Pritzim and after the sinners, those who made others sin. And they smit them and they uh, devastated them without leaving anything left in the land. And all the ones that were born were circumcised and Hashem made a great salvation to the Jewish people through him. And the days of Matisio came close to die, so he calls his five sons and he strengthens them and he gives them courage with his words. And he says to them, my sons, I know that now it's going to start wars amongst yourselves. For we have gotten up and we arose to wage war for our people and for what is left over of our nation and for the cities of our God. And now, my sons, you should avenge the vengeance for Hashem, the vengeance for the Migdash. Don't be afraid from death, because if you will die in the war of Hashem, you will receive your word and you will be in the land of life together with our fathers. Even if you inherit a portion and an inheritance together with a lot and a portion for all of, with all of our fathers, with those who had zealot for Hashem and Hashem gave them grace and honor. And you should know, like Pinchas, our father, for his being zealot for Hashem, the God of Israel, when he killed Zimri together with Midianite woman, he received a covenant of Melech Olam, and his priesthood was for him and his children after him, an eternal covenant, because he was zealot for Hashem, and he atoned for the Bnei Yisrael, and Hashem our God. And therefore, uh, the sons of Aaron, Aaron, our father, our first father, Hashem gave him a covenant of peace. Also, all of our fathers that have taken on to become zealot for Hashem, Hashem gave them their 
reward, and they found favor in the eyes of Hashem. So now, my sons, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid from the nations, the defiled nations, because they trust and they rely on their power, which ends, and their strengths, which goes away. But you, you should rely and trust in the power of God our God. His does not end, and with the strength of His power that can never gather in. Because they too secure themselves with all of their armies and their battalions. But you trust Hashem. He has the power to help, whether a lot or a little. False is the power of the horse to help because Hashem is the one that helps. Gather together, my sons, and be like one person with one heart. Take revenge and be zealot for the God of Israel like your fathers, the Hasidim, and Hashem, the God of your strength. He will give your fear and your dread on all the, na- all the enemies. And he calls Shimon his older son and he instructs him. He says, My son, I know that Hashem has given you wisdom and understanding in your heart. And now, in you, give with a good heart, with your kindness, your advice to yourself and to the holy people. Don't prevent yourself or your advice from, the, from these people. So you should be to your brothers as a father. They should listen to you for all matters. Because you have the right ideas, you have the right wisdom, the right prophecy Hashem has given to you. Further, Matisio said, Call me my son Yehuda. And he calls him and he stands before him and he says to him, My son Yehuda, is then your name called Makabai? For your strength, listen to my advice. And wherever you're going to turn, you will be successful and, uh, and understand. I know that you are a man of war. You and Hashem has given you the power and the strength. Your heart is like the heart of a lion that does not, is not faint and is not afraid. Now, honor Hashem with your power that He's given you, because everything comes from Him. Go out and wage the war without laziness. Don't be lazy to go in every side, in every corner, to the east, to the west, to the north, to the south, in the Holy Land, to take revenge from these uh, nations that worship the idols who defiled it. And you become a chief of staff for this holy nation and for one who is anointed for war. And Yehuda said to his father, Behold, I am here, my master father, and I will do as you have instructed me. And he commanded and they brought him the jug of oil and he poured it on his head and he anointed him to be a leader and one who was anointed for war. And all the people blew a large trua 
they blew in the shofar and they say, said, may he live the Nogid, Yechiyah Mashuach, let the anointed one live. So when Matisyahu finished instructing his son, he expired and he dies and he was gathered into his nation. So Yehuda, his son, who's called the Maccabee because of his strength, stood up in his place to be a leader and to one anointed. And all of his brothers and his father's family helped him. And the entire group of Hasidim. And they buried his father with great honor. And after this, Yehuda dressed himself up with a shield made out of kaskasim, small piece of metal like a warrior. He girded his war tools on his hips and he descended on those who camped around the mountains that came to him to capture him and he beat 8,200 mighty warriors and he ruled Israel with his sword he picked out those that were peritzim those were the ones that were causing the uh, trouble to all the uh, people, to the Hasidim, and he destroyed them, and he trampled to the ground all those evil that are in the whole boundary land of Israel. And the, all the evil were confused from fear, and they became totally uh, uh, disoriented, all those who do evil because of the great fear. And it was when he yelled, his voice was like the voice of the roar of a lion. On the day that he roars to go and grab his food. And all the Jewish people were help, happy, rejoicing with his actions. And they were uh, satisfied with the way and the entire world was uh, worried from the just hearing about uh, Yehuda. So then the great nations and the powerful kings became totally um, afraid and the uh, people, the, all, the bosses of the land and the kings, they all were tr- grabbed with fear. And his name spread out of Yehuda till the end of the earth. And the stories about his wonders and about his great wars uh, that took place came to the edge of the earth and when he was time and he gathered all the people and they would always praise him and honor him and they would always say that the spirit of Hashem leads him he sits in the uh, the shade of the one above, it's El Shaddai And he went from city to city and he killed all the evil uh, people that were in the nation of Yehuda who were destroying the nation Israel. So Apollonius, who was a officer, chief of star of Macedon, heard all these things and he was very surprised. He says, Who is this? whose heart has filled him to rebel against our 
mastered the king Antiochus. So he gathered a lot of people from the strong people of Makadon, and he came with them to wage war in Yehuda and the group of Hasidim. And Yehuda went out towards him, and he girded a great war between the nation of Makadon and the community of the Hasidim. And it was while they were waging war, Yehuda saw this Apulianus standing in the midst of those who were carrying the flag of Makadon, and in his fury and with great force he ran to him in deep into the war and he smit in the Macedonians to the right and to the left and in front and he was killing the strong of Macedon just like one who a sickle cuts the uh, grain uh, from the field and he came up to Lapulianus and he killed him with his sword and he died so the Greeks camped with their back towards Yehuda. They ran, and Yehuda chased them and his people, and they killed many of them, and they took all their spoil. And Yehuda took the sword of Apollianus, and he waged war with it for the rest of his life. So now there was another uh, officer, uh, Saron, uh, uh, from uh, Makadon, who heard about Yehuda, he says, I'll make myself a name by going and waging war against the mighty Yehuda. And he gathered all of his people and his army, and he came till Beis Chodin. So it was told to Yehuda, and Yehuda said, we should not delay, let's go out to them. And even though that our brothers from the group of the Hasidim uh, have uh, gone but if we should wait until they come back um, then our enemies will say that we're afraid so Yehuda went to come to them all night and it was as soon as the morning shone they saw in front of them a mighty and uh, uh, nation with a tremendous number of people. So Yehuda says to his people that are going with him, how could we wage war on such a large amount of people? We are just a few of us. So Yehuda says to them, let's call to Hashem and we'll be helped because the kingdom belongs to Hashem and also the salvation. So Yehuda came from the side of the camp and he jumped at them all of a sudden and he started the war with them and he came right in the middle of their camps and he was yelling out to Hashem Hoshia help so this Sauron got all confused with all of his people and they ran away so Yehuda ran after them and he caught up with them and he smit him also all the powerful people of his of his camp and many dead fell the carcasses of the army 
So the fear of Yehuda fell on all the nations. So King Antiochus heard all these things and he became very angry. He gathered all of his people and all multitude of nations that were under his uh, rulership. A great many people, very powerful. And he divided his nation and his army and he took half of his army and he went to the land of Poras of Persia because at that time uh, also the nation of Poras has rebelled against the Macedon because they heard that Yehuda has rebelled against Antiochus and the second half of the army he gave to Yesia and he was a great man from the family of the king from the seed of the Macedonian and he told him and he instructed him and he said to him you know all that this Yehuda the son of Matisio has done to me and what he has done to these two great officers that I had in all my land they were my greatest helpers in every war and what he has done to their armies now you shall go and you shall smite the entire land of Yehuda and you should devastate all their cities and behold, with you, he says, I'm giving you uh, my son, Melech Ufter. And I will go to the land of Persia, and I'm going to chase away the Persian nation, because they have rebelled against me. So Antiochus, king, went to Persia to have wage war with them. And the king let Lycia... Uh, who was training his son to go and wage war against the land of Yehuda? So he chose for Yesia, Tulmios, and Nicanor, and Grigrios to go along with him. And they were powerful men. And Yesia journeyed to, from Macedonia with the three powerful officers that were mentioned to go until they journeyed and they came to the territory of the land of Yehuda. So when it came close to the land, so he sent uh, to Yesia uh, these three Gibayrim, uh, the three uh, mighty men, that the strong people, men, that were mentioned, to go and journey till they'll come to the territory of the land of Yehuda. And 40,000 young men uh, uh, foot soldiers that are uh, waging war and 7,000 with uh, carriages and he uh, pointed upon them the officer Nicanor and he told them to go and wage war with Yehuda and he returned to Macedonia because he said the sand of the land of Yehuda is not sufficient for the uh, to contain the feet of all the horses of my army that I send. Why should I sit here? And together with them also came along the entire army of Aros and Pleshes. Uh, and they all came to the land of Yehuda to destroy it. So Yehuda and all the elders of Israel heard this and they were mourning and they called for a fast they put on sacks and they put sand on their head and they were crying out to Hashem. So it was after the fast and Yehuda appointed all of his people. 
He placed officers for thousands, and officers for hundreds, and officers for fifties, and officers for ten. He went out to the field with the army to go and face the camp uh, of the Goy, the Macadon, and he instructed, and they passed a announcement in the camp saying, who is the person who planted an orchard and one who built a new home and one who betrothed a wife and one who is fearful or is soft of heart should go back home. So many people returned because their heart was uh, faint to hear all the noise of the entire uh, group that came with the Macedonians. So then with Yehuda there were left 7,000 people uh, young people from the uh, strong, they're all warriors, uh, uh, one for a hundred, uh, and they will not turn back for no army. They would not turn back on them, they'll just go ahead and fight. So they went from there, and Yehuda went towards Nicanor, and Nicanor brought along with him from Macedon. Uh, merchants, many merchants, uh, because he wanted to sell them the young boys and young girls uh, from Yehuda because he had in mind that he was going to capture a lot of young people from the land of Yehuda. And he came with great arrogance towards Yehuda. And Yehuda was going towards him with humility and with trembling Besides, the only thing is he was trusting and he was confident in Hashem, the God of Israel, because he said, Hashem is my salvation and he's going to be my help. So Yehuda went out from amongst the group of the Hasidim that were with him to one side of the camp and he fell on his face to the ground. And he cried out to Hashem and he said, God, the God of all gods who is exalted and awesome, who rules from the days of old and forever, until now, he rules. And you, you are the one that wakes, raises the wars and stops wars. And you have the power and the strength to raise and to put down. And therefore, with your great mercy, turn to us, subdue this arrogant before your humble people who trusts in your great kindness because you are the one that speaks and you will you you are the one that can get the nations under under us and our enemies under our feet so after the prayer of yehuda after his yelling so the kohanim blew in the holy trumpets and the nation made a lot of noise and Yehuda jumped into the war and Yehuda smit in the camp of Nicanor a great smiting and his battalions ran away and Yehuda chased them he was going and beating and him and his people uh, poured the blood of 9,000 powerful warriors from Macedonium and the people of Arom and Pleshus. 
and they returned and they took all their spoil and all the gold that the merchants brought along to buy the young boys and girls from Israel and they split and they distributed the spoil to the poor people. And in that place they stopped the war because this was on the sixth day. Yehuda passed from there and he went towards two of the powerful of the powerful people of Makadon that were in charge from the lands of Syria. And they were Bagram, the name was Bagram and Tamchius. And he chased them, Yehuda chased them, couldn't catch up with them because they came to Ashtoris. So when Yehuda came close to him, and Polypus turned from the side and he came to one house and Yehuda came after him and Yehuda put that house on fire and they burnt him on that place and he took revenge for Elazar HaKoyen as we read earlier about what Polypus did to Elazar HaKoyen in chapter 18 uh, and also the revenge of the blood of the Hasidim that he has poured in the land of Yehuda. So Yehuda returns from there and it uh, took uh, off all the stuff from those, those that were killed and he sent their spoil to Yerushalayim and he instructed that they should distribute it to the poor people of Yerushalayim. And Nicanor ran away and he escaped because uh, what he did was he removed those uh, purple garments, special garments that he had and he just dressed up uh, garments of a poor person so the people of the uh, Yehuda's army did not recognize him. And he came to Macedonia and he says to Yesia, that was the son of Antiochus, everything that took place. At that time, same time, Antiochus came back from the land of Persia with shame and embarrassment because the people of Persia chased him away. So when he was coming from the land of Persia and they told him everything that Yehuda has done to his officers and to his people and that he smit them and he killed them, and Antiochus was filled with anger and he cursed and he blasphemed God. And he said, let me go and I will come to Yerushalayim and I will make it into a graveyard with dead. I will fill it with the carcasses of the dead. He gathered all of his people and all of the chariots and the horses, a great people, very, very many, can even count them from so much. But Hashem was protecting his city and he had mercy on his nation and he demanded the blood of the Hasidim from the hands of Antiochus Hashem our God plagued them with a terrible leprosy and with a sickness of the intestines but yet his anger has not ceased from him he did not subdue 
he still had his hands stretched out to say, I will go and I will destroy Yerushalayim. So he said, hurry up, bring me the carriages and bring me the horses and the army and I'm going to go to Yerushalayim because I'm going to do as I wish and we'll see whose words will be fulfilled. Nobody can stand up before me. Who can stand up before the ocean or the dry land? They all are mines. I have the power, I have the army to do as I wish. I will do from the land, from the ocean and from the land. I can make from the ocean land and from the land ocean as I wish. As he's finished speaking, and he went to ride, ride on, and he went with his army, with great army, and with him, there were many elephants that knew how to wage war and a very heavy army. Many, many people. And it wasn't the way, and the chariot that he was sitting in was, went up across the front of the uh, elephant. So the elephant yelled out, and the horses got frightened, so they jumped. And they turned over the carriage. So Antiochus fell out of it. And all of his bones were broken. For he was a very fat, uh, fatty person. So Hashem added an additional punishment already on his punishment. So that his whole body smelled like the flesh of a, a person killed on the face of the field in the summer days by the heat of the sun. And his servants carried him on their uh, shoulders just a little bit, a little bit, because he could not ride. And they threw him to the ground and they ran away from him because they cannot come close to him because of the terrible odor that came from his uh, smelly body. So the godly man said, but this is by justice, this... uh, this uh, maka, this plague came for this man because he would curse Hashem, the one, the God of all, and he became an enemy to the God of the heavens. And it was when all the army people of Antiochus could not take this bad smell that coming out from him, from his flesh, and they knew that it was the hand of Hashem that has affected him. So they subdued, they humbled, and they subdued, and they said, Hashem is righteous. He is the one that makes the arrogance low, that he has degraded him, and uh, he said that this is actually, he said that he, he is the one that degraded me, and he uh, subdued me, a Russia like me, for I have done all these terrible things to his people and to his Hasidim, to his righteous one. Hashem brought all these troubles to me. And he made a vow saying, If Hashem will heal me from my sickness, then I will come to Yerushalayim and I'll fill it with silver and gold and uh, garments of Argomon, of purple wool. I will spread out in all of its streets. And I will give 
all my treasures of my fathers before me, the Macedonian, to the place of God, the holy and great God. And I will circumcise my flesh, and I will go to all the kings of the land, and I will uh, announce, and I will say, there is no one like the God, the Lekei Yisrael, in all the world. But Hashem did not hear to his prayer, did not pay attention to him, because his cruel heart was not whole with Hashem. And in every land and land that this cruel Antiochus went to seek uh, some help for his sickness, his flesh would be ripping off of his bones uh, and would fall to the ground until there was no flesh left on all of his bones. And towards the end of days, all of his intestines fell to the ground and he and he died uh, with shame in a strange land, and his son Aufter, uh king in his place. And Yehuda, the son of Matisio, the Kohen Godel, and the entire group of the Hasidim that were with him, came to Yerushalayim and they destroyed all the altars that the nations built, and they cleaned the house from all the... Uh, idols of the uh, Gentiles. They built a new Mizbeach. They put um, offerings, uh, meat offerings on it, and they prepared uh, wood and fire, holy fire. Uh, they prepared the, the, the wood, but they couldn't find holy fire. And they cried out to Hashem. And they called out to Him, let their fire come out from the stones that are on the Mizbeach. So they prepared, they set up wood on him, and they brought the offerings, and there was a fire on the Mizbeach until the third exile. And they made a Chanukah HaMizbeach. They dedicated the Mizbeach in the month of Kislev, on the 25th day in it. And they placed the showbread, Lechem Aponim, on the table, on the Shulchan Hashem, on the table, and they lit the light of the Marocha, of the Hanukkah, on the Menorah of Hashem, and they praised Hashem by reading the Hallel for eight days.